everybody, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bullski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. I know I'm a day late. Please put down your pitchforks for those of you that missed me. I am okay. I ended up just having a really long weekend. A bunch of people that work with me that listen to the podcast, you know what's up. We had an air show over the weekend, so ended up working late Friday, late Saturday, late Sunday, and I'll be honest, I got home yesterday and I was just too exhausted to give the, the passion and the fervor that you all have come to know and love from me. But I am back. I know I'm late, but hey, better late than never, right? Last time we were here, I talked about the emotional resilience aspect. So if you haven't listened to that one, please go check it out along with any of my other recordings. As for today, as we continue on our resiliency adventure, we're gonna go over social resilience today, and I hope to make this as easy and as straightforward as I can. Now, the reason that I say adventure, well, that has special meaning tonight because I just finished watching Rings of Power. If you haven't checked it out, it's a decent show. And there's a good quote that I kept thinking about for tonight's session. You know, a journey is something that you go on alone, but an adventure is something that you go on with others, you know, friends and loved ones. And since we're talking about social resilience, I figured let's call it a social adventure. So we're talking about having people around you and how this can help you become and remain resilient in tough times. Let's get into it. So social resilience is defined as the ability of a social system to respond and recover from disasters. Again, pretty straightforward, right? Well, it's amazing how easily we can close ourselves off when things get tough, but it does kind of make sense. You know, some of us are a bit more introverted or isolated by nature. I mean, I know I am, or at least I can be. Or some people, you know, they like to have a larger circle. But big or small, you know, it's all the same as long as the people that you include in that group around you, because even if you're introverted, you got a group of people, right? So big or small, doesn't matter. As long as the group of people that you have around you, you can trust and you can count on. And the same goes for others being able to count on and trust you. Because remember, resilience is not always just about you, but it's about how you can help others and also about how you can allow others to help you. And that, again, ties really into today's topic, which is the social side. Uh, PHE.gov says that the individual health and resilience is important for community resilience because healthy, socially connected, prepared people make for stronger communities that are better able to withstand, manage, and recover from disasters or hard times. You know, disasters has that big negative connotation. So when we're talking about resiliency, just hard times or difficult times. Now we're all part of communities, whether, you know, where we work or where we live, and no one can handle everything all the time. And in my opinion, no one should, and they shouldn't even want to. We all have strengths based on our upbringing and experiences, and the reality of the world is that there are just too many factors for everyone to be specialized and pre be prepared for everything. So we need others, and by that same token, others need us. So I talked about at the beginning how I worked the air show over this weekend. And again, it was like 10 to 12 hours Friday, 10 to 12 hours Saturday, 10 to 12 hours on Sunday. Very, very long days. And for the most part, the team that I was a part of, there was like 12 to 14 of us. Um, the core of the group, I would say like, I don't know, seven or eight of us. We, we stayed consistent for the, all three days. But we also had a couple of people switch out different days, you know, for different reasons. And that's fine. Most of us in the group, we kind of knew each other or we knew of each other, but not all of us knew each other. 
we, we weren't overly familiar with the with each other, but we still had a great time. And I think that's because we all had this common goal in mind. We were able to focus our efforts and not only be successful, but it also helped us deal with the stressors, you know, from the heat, because we were outside, the long hours, there was limited downtime because we were taking care of people, we were taking care of things, there was a lot of different factors. And we, we even had a couple of rude and disgruntled people, even though it was a great air show, and by and large, the, the attendees were wonderful. We did have a couple of people that were just, you know, not real happy with us. One of the things, though, was that even though we were on this team and, you know, we had like four or five set positions, uh, there was a lot of flexibility where we had to be flexing, even though we each kind of went into it like, okay, this is my job, this is your job, this is my job, this is your job. There were times when we had to swap out and take care of each other, give people breaks, give people downtime, and then we just had things that came up that we had to think on the fly and wing it. And the ability that we had to communicate with each other and draw upon each other's strengths and our abilities, whether you know it was keeping an eye on stuff, ordering stuff, making stuff, talking to the customers, whatever it was, that's what really allowed us to be successful. None of us by ourselves would have been able to function in any way, shape, or form. It was all about how we all worked together, but it was also about how we were all checking in on each other or like relieving each other. So there was an aspect of everybody had a part to play, but there was also the aspect that all of us needed a break at some point because none of us are immune and immortal. Even though we had a couple of people on my team that just, they were straight up beasts all day. Like I had a great team, I really did. So if anybody that's on my team is listening, you are wonderful, I loved you. Thank you for making the weekend successful and for making it easier uh, uh, than it could have been. So, you know, everyone plays a role on the team and having people stick to what they're good at can just, it can be just as powerful as being able to be flexible, you know, for what the team needs. Even if I can't do something as good as you, it can still be helpful for me to step in for you because the more stressed you get, the less effective you're gonna get, no matter how good you are, because as you exert effort, you're gonna take energy and whatnot from that pool of resources you have. And the longer it goes on without you getting a relief, it's gonna keep dropping. But having somebody to step in, even if it's just for a little bit, to relieve that burden for a little break, it can help you recover faster and help you get back in the game as opposed to pushing continuously, which is gonna result in ever-decreasing output. Same thing for me, no matter how good I am, I know that the longer I go, the less effective I'm gonna be because I'm just, I'm gonna get tired, I'm gonna get exhausted. It, it's natural, it's gonna happen. So I need people to step in for me. Even if their skill set isn't my skill set and you know whether they can or can't do it as good as me, you know that's up for debate, I know that I'm not gonna be as effective no matter what. So even somebody giving me five to 10 minutes can help me get back in the game faster as opposed to which each, you know, if we're just each ignoring what we need and we just keep pushing, we're both gonna get burned out and then it's all gonna fall to pieces either way. So sometimes you need to let others step in or even more difficult is sometimes you need to ask for help and not tear yourself apart for needing that help. Repeat after me, it's okay to ask for help or it's okay to let others know that you know, you are there to help them or they are there to help you, whichever works for you. I'm a big game person. I like games, I'm a big gamer. And I, I, like, I like Sudoku and I like RPGs, role-playing games. Now, some people treat life like a game of Sudoku where, you know, it's just them versus the game. I mean, I'm one of those people. And you know what? I've learned something. The more games I play where it's just me against the game, if I play the games back to back to back to back, what ends up happening is no matter how good I play the games, eventually I start to struggle. 
You know, it's kind of like I was saying earlier. And the important thing that I've learned is to pay attention to when I need to stop because I've noticed that even though I'm pretty good at Sudoku, like I play expert, uh, my record is three minutes and 14 seconds on expert, like that's my record. Uh, I end up getting slower and slower. And then you know what happens? The more I play, the slower I get, the more irritated I get, and the less effective I get, and then it makes me doubt myself, and voila, I can spiral into this negativity, which is ironic because I like to play Sudoku because it makes me feel confident in my skills to begin with. And see how that thing that you sometimes do to help build yourself up can end up becoming something that'll make you turn on yourself? It seems silly, but it happens to pretty much anybody. So we all need to learn what our triggers are and our stress signs or our signs of stress, so that we know when it's time to step away. Other people, they like RPGs, and those, you know, those are those are role-playing games for those of you not in the know. And usually what happens in an RPG is there are different positions or different roles that you play, and it's kind of like a team game. Now, a lot of the RPGs I play have three main roles. There's tanks, there's DPS, which are damagers, and there's supporters. Well, when we're talking about social resilience and we're talking about, you know, the analogy of games, you know, some people are tanks. Tanks are, are people on the team who they lead the charge. They control the tempo and they take the heavy hits up front and they, you know, as we say, hold aggro or whatever the target is, they keep it focused on them. Some people are DPS and these are our damagers and they are the heavy hitters who really put in the work to drop targets. Then they're your powerhouses, I guess is another way to say it. You also have healers and they are your support people. They're the ones that keep everyone out. They keep the morale going. You know, they keep, they keep everything from falling to pieces. They're mainly supportive. I love analogies as you all are aware by now. And while I love Sudoku and you know, it, it, it's just being me, I also enjoy RPGs because I like a challenge and the biggest and most rewarding challenges come from things that I know that I cannot take down from myself or to using this game analogy, as much fun as Sudoku can be where it's just me versus the game or me versus life, that's a pretty simple challenge. But RPGs allow me to face complex challenges, but they require a team. So it's okay if you're a solitary person, but you know, just realize you might be holding yourself back and sometimes you might need that team. Now, ironically, for those of you that are gamers, you will know that you know there are some RPGs and there are some people who play games you know on a big level and they will solo a five person challenge. So instead of having the conventional team, they do it by themselves and it's oh so impressive. And you might be wondering what I have to say about those people. Well, something to keep in mind is that the individuals that can solo five man challenges is that they spent tons of time learning every aspect of that challenge to get to that point or in terms of resilience, they've just worked really hard to build up their resilience. But remember, everybody starts at the bottom and builds it up because it is a skill. And the amount of skill you develop does come from the time that you put in. Resilience is a skill. And life is kind of like a game. If you only ever play a single person game, you will get good, but there will be a limit to what you can accomplish, which can rob you of a lot of really good experiences and it'll end up holding you back. In order to become the best player, as it were, you need to find an RPG that you are comfortable with and find the team with the different skills so it's balanced out. Or throwing in some leadership stuff here, uh, as a leader, it's important to develop skills so that you can be flexible to balance out what your team needs because sometimes all you got are tanks and that doesn't work. You know, if you're in a work center and all you got are quote unquote tanks, 
Um, you got a lot of people trying to control things. You got a lot of people, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Um, you don't have enough heavy hitters, so the work's not getting done fast enough. You don't have enough support people, so your tanks are, you know, your heavy hitter, or I'm sorry, your lead people are gonna get tired, and then nothing gets done. If you're part of a team, let's say at work, and all you've got are doers, well, then you're lacking leadership, you're, you're, you're lacking support, and even though you've got a lot of people that can get things done, if you don't have those other roles, then everyone's gonna get burned out because you don't have that support. And at the same time, if you're in a work center and all you have are support people, then everybody's gonna feel really good, they're gonna feel really t taken care of, but nothing's really gonna be able to get done because the support people are spending all of their time and energy just trying to make sure that everyone's breathing and it's, it makes it really hard to get things done. So I guess in a sense, from the social aspect and using the analogy, of the gaming, you wanna make sure that you have a good composition. And as a leader, you wanna be able to flex so that if your team needs a tank, you step in. If the team needs a, a DPS, a damage dealer, you step in and become the heavy hitter. If your team needs a support character, you need to step into that role. So kind of melding all of them. Hopefully I didn't lose you. I hope this all makes sense, you know, especially for non-gamers. But I guess my point is that as a leader in a social resilience context, be what your team needs. I guess that's the end all be all. And remember, Help the members of your team spread their capabilities by sharing your experience. The other point is that social resilience is about pooling the community resources that are unique to the individuals around you in order to create something that is unbeatable because where one person can be vulnerable, the group can be invincible. I think that's really the crux of social resilience. You know, the acknowledgement and the appreciation for all the people around you that you can support with your skills but also being able to appreciate the skills that others have that can help you. Today's world is the most complex and diverse that it ever has been, and there are really no signs that that is gonna be slowing down anytime soon. So all of us need to become comfortable with and learn you know, a two-way lesson if we're gonna maximize what social resilience can do. We need to develop ourselves for ourselves and others while also opening ourselves up to what others can do for us in working to develop a sense of trust and empathy among others so that we are all comfortable working amongst each other and all supporting each other. You know, stressful times are always going to exist and resiliency isn't gonna make that go away, but it can help lessen the burden and decrease the time that we are feeling that pressure. Sometimes we can do it alone and that's great. And sometimes we need help and that's great too as long as we put in the prep work to have that social aspect ready to go. It's always easy to respond to things or it's easier to respond to things when the prep work has been done so. So for this week, I challenge you to connect with somebody new, maybe in a different work section or reach out to a family or friend you haven't talked to in a while and just connect to them, connect with them, see if there's anything that you can do for them and you know maybe there's something they can do for you. Even if it's not today, could be next week, could be next month, you never know. But build up those connections beforehand, that way when tough times come along, you don't feel like you're all by yourself because that, you know again, you end up turtling up and then it just makes it even harder to get out of it. You know, everyone has value, but not everyone can see that value in themselves. Sometimes it does take an outside voice to show someone that they are appreciated. And if we were to all do that, then no one has to suffer needlessly. Or to put it another way, stay strong on your life's journey, but don't be afraid to include people in your life's adventure. Or as they say in the military, one team, one fight. 
So that's it for me, folks. I am beat. I was worried if I was going to be able to get this done, but I did get it done, and you're here with me. So please, again, forgive me for one night being late. I do apologize. And a special shout-out, uh, what really made me uh, pony up and uh, uh, pull myself up by my bootstraps is uh, – there's a defender, there's a security forces member that I know where I work, and she was working the air show as well. She was working a couple tents down from me. And uh, if you're listening, ma'am, I want you to know that this podcast especially goes out to you uh, because what you said about my podcast and letting me know that you listen, um, it really left an impact in it, and it really helped bolster me up. So from uh, from uh, one member to another, thank you so much. I appreciate that social resilience. You support me and helping me because I'm tired. I know you all are tired out there too. So thank you so much. This goes out to you, ma'am. And I just want to say good night. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this week's recording. Again, sorry I'm a day late. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And as always, I will check you out next time.